0: Welcome to the Jefferson County Podcast for the People. Today, we have a special guest with us, Justin Smith, who is the confidential assistant to the county manager, which is a pretty impressive title for Justin. But um, I work with Justin every day, and he is a great resource of knowledge. So I wanted to do a podcast with him on all the general things that the county can do and what we can't do and why that's the case. He has a legal background, and so he is extremely knowledgeable on, from that perspective, on what the county can and can't do. So welcome, Justin. Thanks for being here.
1: Well, it's good to be, in, uh, good to be here. You know, I was expecting a little more out of your intro, something more like, you know, this is rocking Hell Hayes playing all the greatest hits of the 60s. But, you know... Take what you can get around here. You know, for all 10 of y'all listening out there, this studio is not a studio. It was Helen's desk with the little microphone set up on it. So for any of y'all that watched the Dale Jr. download, this is nothing at all like that.
0: Nothing like the Dale Jr. show. But this will probably be more humorous than a lot of our topics. So, Justin, you've been with the county how long?
1: Man, I've been here like 10 years. Okay. It's flown by.
0: So you have seen a lot. You've been around here. You know how things work. So let's start with the big picture on the county and what cities can do that the county can't do, and why is that the case?
1: That's a really good question. You know, a lot of people don't know the difference between the cities and the counties. We have questions all the time come in here uh, into this office for people that live in cities um, that that want us to come do something for them, and, and we can't. It's not that we don't necessarily want to, Is that we literally can't do it. So when you're talking about cities, we've got 35 of them wholly or mostly in the county, and we're pushing 40. I think it's 39 when you talk about some that are mostly out of the county that have little fingers that extend in, like uh, like Argo, for instance. That's when cities have the ability to govern themselves, more or less, to, to raise their own revenue, to dictate the types of services that they want to provide and to raise whatever types of, of revenue they need to provide those services. Um, counties can't do that. Counties, uh, operate under what's called Dillon's rule, which is a, a organizational theory where you can only do what the legislature explicitly grants you the authority to do, uh, which in our case, sometimes it's not very much. Um, you know, we, uh, We've had a good relationship with our delegation to, to allow us to do some things that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do recently with the refinancing of the school uh, sales tax, but but there's a lot out there that some counties can do that we can't, um, because you get into local legislation here in Alabama where there are laws that are passed that apply to one county and one county only. So. When we're talking about the differences between cities and counties, it is apples and oranges in a lot of cases.
0: Okay. That's a really good explanation. So what are, within the county courthouse, there are things that we do, but we do for the state. So what are the county departments and what are the state departments that are here that are elected officials?
1: That's another very good question. Uh, Again, that goes back to a lot of the questions that I receive. You know, We receive probably half a dozen uh, calls a day or more about people wanting to know what their court date is or how to pay a traffic ticket. We don't do any of that. We're, We're the county. Those are actually state offices, the courts. They're in our building. Yes, they're in the county courthouse. The 10th Judicial Circuit is limited to Jefferson County. But they're a completely different entity from us. They represent the state of Alabama, the administrative office of the courts and the unified judicial system. When we're talking the county and the county offices in the building, we're talking about where you go to get building permits. We're talking about where you go to get marriage licenses, where you go to pay your property taxes, to get sewer um, impact permits. Um, we pave your roads in the unincorporated part of the county. That goes back to the county versus city thing. And and just like building permits, we don't issue building permits within cities. Uh, we issue them in the unincorporated part of the county. So we've got about 15 departments here in the county that are under the county manager who reports to the county committee. And then we've got a slew of elected officials that are also county departments that don't report to the county manager, don't really report to the county commission. They get their budget from them, but they kind of operate kind of autonomously. And, and some of those are your uh, your tax collector, tax collector, your probate judges. It, it creates a, a very interesting and sometimes confusing dynamic for the citizens. And, and I totally get that. If I didn't work here, it would confuse the hell out of me.
0: Uh, it was very confusing to me. I think the first year I was here and I, I still get confused and that's why I ask you these questions. <laughs> it, it is confusing. The question that I see most is we're trying to report on where our roads crews are working each week and then we've just announced some big road projects that are coming up in 2022 and people always say, why don't you pay to the interstate? And I'm like, "That's that's not us. We don't pave the interstate, that would be the responsibility of ALDOT in the state.
1: That's correct. Just because the interstate is in Jefferson County, just because a road is in Jefferson County does not mean that it's the county's responsibility. And, and there's different levels of that. It could be a, a city road. It could be a road in a subdivision that is actually in the unincorporated part of the county, but that subdivision was never accepted by maintenance by the county, whether the developer went belly up or whether they just decided to keep it as a private road. Um, I've got a massive pothole in my townhome neighborhood that is in the unincorporated part of the county that's about the size of a washing machine. But I can't ask the county to fix that because my neighborhood has private roads, which sucks because I hate that pothole.
0: So even though we work here, sometimes we can't get potholes fixed because of the way the neighborhood is and the way the roads are accepted. And we do even have some three roads agreements with some cities. That's right. Um, And then we have some special agreements with cities to maintain certain roads with them. So it is very um, kind of hit or miss. But for the majority and and for the big picture that the county maintains roads that are in unincorporated Jefferson County, and not the interstates, and not roads that are in cities.
1: That's right. And and the through-road agreements, those were terminated several years back, and they've been negotiated and reinstituted in uh, most, if not all, of our cities. And through-roads were really intended to be a road that, that people travel through an area on, not for local traffic. If you're going from one end of the county to the other, and that road takes you through a city, the county had decided that they would chip in for the maintenance on those roads. And uh, when the county hit its financial issues, those were terminated. And since then, we've taken a lot of those back on. They may not all be the same as they were before because they were negotiated. They may not even be actual through roads anymore, um, but it was the roads that were agreed upon to maintain. You also have some interesting situations here in the county where legislation has created some oddball Um, circumstances in terms of road maintenance. For instance, the uh, city of Centerpoint, there's a piece of legislation to where the county actually maintains those cities' roads. They don't have a roads department. They don't go out and fix potholes or storm drains um, because of that piece of legislation. And that was really kind of an unfunded mandate put on the county, but it is what it is. So you've got to be mindful of those situations too. And if if you were looking for a one size fits all approach to determine who is responsible for what and where there's not one it's it's chaos yeah. but but it's chaos that's evolved over two hundred years of legislation here in Alabama
0: right yeah, now our legislative body is complex and all the different it it does get confusing all right, so let's talk we have um we're not a mandatory pickup county, but we do have an agreement that we negotiated and that we did a um, request for qualifications on to have a vendor that provides residential garbage pickup. What is the difference between being a mandatory county and why did we do that versus being, you know, we're an unmandated garbage pickup county?
1: Right, yeah. So, So trash has been a touchy issue around here. You know, a mandatory pickup city or county is one to where, included uh, either in your property taxes or through some special fee that is assessed, you have to, if you're a resident, accept residential trash collection and have whoever the county's provider is, whether it's their public works department, whether it's a, a somebody like a waste management or Republic or Santec or whoever, um, come and pick up your trash. Counties and cities with mandatory pickup traditionally have lower instances of roadside litter because you don't have people sitting their trash out by the road and it not being collected and the trash cans blowing over or getting hit um, or people taking heaps of trash to the dump in the back of their pickup truck with it uncovered and blowing out all over the place. You know, here in, in Jefferson County, I think it's always been the commission or the position of the commission to let uh, the residents decide whether or not they wanted to accept that trash pickup or not. There are a lot of people living in the rural parts of the county that would just assume get a uh, a haul off dumpster or uh, take it to the dump themselves. And that's been their prerogative. But we have horrible, horrible, uh, roadside litter problems here in the county. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw out a piece of information here that I thought was interesting. This was probably going to be the first time anybody's heard this, and I don't even know that I'm allowed to share this yet, but we did a community survey, and 70% of y'all decided uh, that you would support mandatory pickup if it would decrease roadside litter. And I thought that was very encouraging to see that the public really wants to take a stand on doing whatever it takes to get this litter situation under control, especially with the World Games coming up and being on a global stage. It's important to be able to present yourself and, and to not have this trash everywhere. We do a great job with our volunteer litter cleanups, but it's, it's just not enough to get everything that's out there all the time. Uh, and, and back on the... The, the way that we do it now, the county does bid out a trash contract for the benefit of our residents. Uh, the county uh, doesn't have any responsibility over who gets picked up and who doesn't. It's a private company doing their thing. Um, it's basically a franchise agreement, like your cable services or um, or your internet service or your phone service that allows them to exclusively serve this area. And that gets the residents, which is the majority of them, a better rate than uh, they would otherwise. And the truth of the matter is most of the providers wouldn't pick up in the county without some type of, you create a situation like that. You have a patchwork of services that is very inconsistent and a lot more expensive.
0: Yeah. And AmWaste is our current provider for that contract. So, um, and that information is on the front page of our website. We're also working the survey that you mentioned Once we get the final report, we're going to work on getting that posted so everybody can see um, the responses. It did provide a lot of great information, and we'll do another podcast on that alone. All right, so schools and the sheriff's department, while the budget for the sheriff's department, they are a separate entity,
1: correct? That's correct. So the sheriff is in our buildings. The county is responsible for maintenance of those buildings. The county is responsible for providing the sheriff his budget. The county does provide some HR support to the sheriff, but the sheriff is an independent constitutional officer of the state. The county commission county manager has no oversight over the sheriff whatsoever and how he conducts his business. The sheriff's contracts um, come in front of the commission, but they're not for approval. Um, It's just for acknowledgement. So those contracts see the light of day in a public meeting uh, for transparency purposes, and there's no legal effect of the commission's acknowledgement on him, on his ability to enter into those contracts. So when you see those, you know, that's already something that he's done. It's just saying, hey, this is what we're doing or what we did and putting it out there for the public. But yeah, the uh, the county has no uh, law enforcement or fire function when you're talking the county commission. The, the public safety um, aspect is uh, segmented off from the county commission's responsibilities.
0: Okay, what about schools?
1: Same thing. So the Jefferson County Board of Education has an independently elected uh, roster of board members with a superintendent that manages their organization. Uh, The county commission collects taxes uh, that are remitted to the schools to fund the schools, but has no oversight over how those schools are, are managed.
0: What are some other organizations, and I have a few that come to my mind, that people think are county organizations, but they're really not, or they may be affiliated.
1: Oh, there's a bunch of those. Yeah, the, bar, uh,
0: the Barber Commission is, is I know, our, both of our personal favorite, but...
1: Yeah, so the Jefferson County Barber Commission independently elected barber commissioners responsible for barber uh, licensure in, uh, in Jefferson County. Um, They are located in our building. The county does serve as a fiscal agent for them, but that's the extent of the county's involvement. There's no oversight whatsoever. The Jefferson County Department of Health, everybody thinks that that is a department of the county because it uses the word department. They're actually more closely aligned with the Alabama Department of Public Health, although they do have an independent health board, which is rare across the state. It's it's kind of a unique situation here. There's two, maybe three counties that have an independent health board. Um, We're one of those but not a department of Jefferson County. Other entities uh, that you think of out there, the Jefferson County Personnel Board, we're their fiscal agent. They're in a building that we own, but they're an independent operation from us. They actually serve all uh, 17 of the municipalities in the county uh, to support their HR functions. You've got the Jefferson County Office of the Alabama Cooperative Extension Service, That's actually an office of Auburn and Alabama A&M University, not us. Um, We talked about the court system, not us. The Jefferson County Department of Human Resources office, Um, that's actually part, that's not our HR department, that's actually part of the state's DHR operation, although they do have a local board here in the county, there's no oversight of the county to that. Um, We talked about schools. Um, Jefferson County Economic uh, and Industrial Development Authority, uh, not us. Birmingham Jefferson County Transit Authority, not us. Jefferson, uh, Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center Authority, not us. In all these instances, there are some relationships, and in some cases the county uh, appoints board members, like in the instance of the Jefferson County Housing Authority, all of their board members are appointed by the county, but there's no, no oversight.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's good. I think that clarifies some things. You also, you manage a lot of the questions that come into the action center. So other than the courts and some of the things that we've already talked about, what do you see the most questions about?
1: The majority of the questions that I get into the action center, I would say probably have to do with, with drainage issues, probably. And typically they're drainage issues that are not on the right of way. And, uh, I don't know if you had plans to talk about this later on, but this is a good place to talk about that. Uh, A lot of people think that the county is responsible for all storm drainage infrastructure, whether it's ditches behind their homes, whether it's a concrete drainage pipe that runs through their yard. If I didn't work here, I might think the same thing. You don't think about that when you buy your house, that you might be responsible for this big concrete pipe that runs between you and your neighbor's house and empties into a creek behind your house. But once you get off the right-of-way, that entire structure, to include cleaning out that creek, is the homeowner's responsibility. And a lot of people just let it go because they're waiting on the county to come take care of it. And it gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. The county's not going to come take care of that. And That's not because we don't want to. We don't want to see people's property put in harm's way or to have issues with flooding. That's not at all... The situation, the situation is that the county is legally prohibited from performing work on private property. And when people tell you that they can't or won't come fix that, it's not that they're being ugly to you. It's that they legally cannot do that. We have no right, no authority, and it is actually illegal for us to do that. And in, in most instances, I'm not going to say all because there's always rare exceptions, but right um, But there are some areas of the Canada that have horrible problems with that where, and look, I get it. You'll have a ditch running behind 10 houses, and if all 10 homeowners don't do their part, one homeowner can cause a problem with drainage in that ditch.
0: Right.
1: Um, That's where it's really important to have homeowners associations, community associations band together to maybe offer some assistance in those communities to make sure that those instances are being taken care of because we can't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like if you get that ditch running through everybody's backyard, a uh, neighborhood I used to live in, you know, it was very popular and it's very easy for people to go blow all their leaves back into that drainage ditch and you don't think anything about it. But then you get a big rain comes along and then that's what clogs up.
1: That's absolutely right.
0: The, the drainage ditch. So thanks for clarifying that. I think we've covered a lot of great information today. I want to keep it short. I want to have you back, and I want to talk about the difference between the federal funding for the CARES Act and the American Rescue Plan funds that we're dealing with now. Um,
1: Absolutely, yeah. We could do a whole show on that. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. A lot of stuff in the new legislation that I still am trying to understand and wrap my head around. is yeah. very complicated. CARES Act wasn't as complicated there there's still some nuances to that but uh but yeah these aid packages are not as straightforward as as somebody might think they are
0: right um
1: a lot of strings attached
0: yeah and there's a reason that we have to create programs and we have to have people apply to get those funds and so it's all um connected to fed guidance so we'll go into that on the next podcast Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Jefferson County Podcast for the People. I'm Helen, and if you want to email me topics that you want to see covered, please do that. My email address is hays H-A-Y-S-H, at jcca And we hope you're all having a good day.
1: Is there some cool theme music that's going to play now to, to send us home? Yeah. All right.